0: All right, everyone. Welcome to uh, famous tales that uh, we, we uh, came up during intros, uh, new and ongoing, also ongoing, but also new. Uh, so here we, I'm here, and I'm your storyteller uh, to here to present to you the famous tale: a pocket full of stuffing. And you may have heard, you you know, you may have heard some of the beginnings of the story uh, teased out in the intro tonight. Like, once upon a time, this isn't the story. This is how we get to the story. Once upon a time, there was a boy uh, with a pocket, what was we say, you know, a pocket full of stuffing, both his pockets. Uh, Technically, all four of his pockets were stuffed full of stuffing, though the rear backside pockets um, he had sat down on his bottom after the birds came, so those were no longer stuffed full of stuffing. Uh, They were more, uh, had compressed stuffing within them. And our hero, uh, well, no, the person, the character in this story, little Andy, he was wearing gray corduroy school pants uh, and they were all stuffed with stuffing and the birds came and it was a thing and then his father came and shooed the birds away and he said my lad you know after everything calmed down uh, he said my lad how did you get a po- how did you get a pocket full of stuffing?" And the boy, Andy, who t- tends to t- take things not necessarily so literally, but he tends to answer questions literally. So, little Andy, uh, uh little Andy said, My pockets were stuffed with stuff. I stuffed my pockets with stuffing, and that's how they got stuffed with stuffing. Can we go home? You may have heard that part in the intro. Uh, and, and of course, the father took it at that. And you know, when you have, to, you have six children and those things, uh, uh, they they uh, they, they uh, tend to uh, uh, just uh, they say, okay, let's just get out of here and go home. And I'll, you know, I got to go lie down too, my my lad. But little, aunt, you know, we never got to hear. Well, how, okay, clearly, how does a boy end up with a pocket full of stuffing? Uh, but stuffing is stuffed within those pockets. Could be it's tough to place things in corduroy pockets, especially stuffing. And believe me, I did think about that because I said, "Well, one, uh the the like, uh, if you did have the uh, well, you know, the well-known pre 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 what are they called? Uh, I guess it's like a dehydrated stuffing. Is that what you call it? I never heard of anybody dehydrating bread before until just I thought of it. Because you say, well, how did you?" uh what did you do you got that dehydrator, eh? Oh yeah I did. Oh boy, I've been dehydrating everything. Uh oh well, yeah like what? Well made jerky and dehydrated fruits, maybe some maybe some kale. Oh, wow, interesting. Okay, guy. Anyway, great. Talk. Do do you the one that makes the sleep podcast? Well, part I live I live within that person that makes the sleep podcast. Yeah, I'm the dehydrator brain. I just handled that uh, dehydration stuff. Uh stuff that was an accident too. We we're talking about stuffing, but yeah. Oh, have you ever de? Dehi- have you ever thought about dehydrating bread? Not even sure that's possible. May, I think they just call that drying it out. Co- correct? Isn't that would dehydrating is Well, no, I have a dehydrator anyway uh so because i was just wondering because when you pre-purchase when you uh, store-bought a stuffing kits uh that bread's like you had the water like it's dried out bread yeah you're right it is i mean i know they say if you're making your own stuffing, you're just supposed to use like day-old bread maybe leave it out uh but, no, I haven't placed any bread in my dehydrator. Oh, great. Thanks for your time. Uh, i got to get back to this store. So, uh, oh, what I was thinking is how does a boy, like, so, I mean, you could place a cube of dried st- of stuffing mix in your pocket. I guess you could place that. But any more than a, a few cubes, you know, because usually you're placing things by fingertip. Uh, but anything else you'd have to stuff, even dried stuffing to really get the pockets full. Uh, especially on corduroy you know, the, you know, the placement of pockets on corduroy pants, uh, is not always conducive to stuffing things anyway. But what I also was picturing when I heard about this tale, the first questions that came to my mind, just in case you're wondering, Oh, and, and even more questions develop. So maybe you'll follow along. Maybe you share these questions. You say, well, in order to suspend my disbelief, I need these questions answered first. And I would say I fully agree with you. So you, for, for well, my first thing was, uh, was the stuffing already moist when it went into the pockets or not? Uh, we don't have an answer for that yet. Maybe when we explore this tale, we will come with one. Uh, The next one would be, uh, was it dry when it was in there? Uh, Then it would have been, okay, then how did it go from dried to prepared? Uh, Was it a warm bath? Uh, Was it a splash of water? Was it some sort of broth? Uh, Was it intentional? Was it unintentional? And even more uh, to go, uh, you know, d- deeper than inside, you know, so deep into the what really is the meaning of stuffing. You do have to say to yourself, did it include the seasonings? Because if it doesn't include the seasonings, isn't it just wet bread? Or you could say, well, wet bread with broth. And some may say, well, there's, isn't there a bouillon within the, well, everybody knows broth makes it better. And but you know then you get the bone you know or stock. And you see, but probably you're right uh, that uh, it's probably not stuffing. If if you' if it's a pre-mixed stuffing you don't use the, the flavoring. Do those come in separate containers nowadays? I'm not sure. It's been a little while since I prepared some of that uh, on the old stovetop as they say. Well, this is so interesting, uh, but uh, let's get on to the tale. So those are just some questions I was wondering before. When I first heard this tale, that was what was at the forefront of my mind. And then now when I was trying to explain that to you, then I thought of the fact, well, it does sound like an existential, you know, stuffing-based question. Therefore, go I stuffing without seasonings? Or am I just cubes of dried bread or, you know, you know, you see, well, I'm ready for fondue. You see your little, well, what would happen? Oh boy. This is more of a creation question, but what would happen if you took the bread from a dried stuffing mix and placed that in fondue? Because at first you'd say, well, like I was going to say, you know, cubed bread and fondue go together would it that cheese is pretty thick? You're right, so it could cause an issue. I don't know, just an interesting thought that popped in. Or, well, a thought, and maybe it wasn't an interesting thought that popped into my head. Uh, but this all started when our hero named Andy had been wearing his corduroy school pants, gray corduroy. Not like the corduroy of today, which you know goes in and out of fashionability every three to five years, it seems like. And I don't know what they, what do they call the the you know the things and the, the cords. So I guess that's why they're called corduroy. Uh, and not like the fat cords we have now that are fuzzy and comfortable. Back when Andy was a lad. Yeah, uh, corduroy, I don't know what it why it was it existed. The cor the, the lines were thin, like the wallpaper at the time. They looked a bit like wallpaper, they weren't necessarily uh fuzzy, they were a bit you know, coarse to the touch. I guess the benefits of corduroy would be low wrinkling. And, you know, while they're, like, not stain-proof, harder to see stains on them. That's why Andy would have been wearing corduroy. Warmer, probably, in the winter, Uh, because, oh, boy, does everybody know that uh, thin, woolly cords keep the the warmth in. Uh, But Andy was out walking around his neighborhood. It was a day somewhere between winter and spring, And a melt was going on, and it was one of those quick snow melts uh, that early spring can bring. Maybe not the last snow of the year, uh, but where water starts to turn to small rivers, and there's the, the heady scent of moist earth in the air, the pungent release of everything that was covered by the snow being warmed by the sun and for children of the like uh, areas that are impacted by the winter magical magical time for the, some of the bonds of winter are temporarily unfrozen you you don't need as much you you could be warm the sunlight has a little bit more power maybe it's a, you know maybe it's in sync with the ground or something i don't know Uh, You sense the changing of the seasons, and that stirs in you your own changes uh, that may be happening or may not be that far off. Uh, For Andy, they'd be farther off than most children of his age. Uh, But that's not the here or the there currently. So where were we? So there was Andy walking down the road, watching the water run uh, against the side of the road, into the storm sewer, as uh, maybe they call it, I think, trying to find little bits of snow and make uh, little snow snow blockages, right? And then Andy headed off into the woods, which probably wasn't a great idea because the ground everything was so wet, but it happened to have on it just at this time the perfect set of boots for these conditions so normally this would have been a really bad idea uh, because the the uh, you know the wetness of the water would have waterlogged almost any type of shoe even a snow shoe, snow winter boots uh, but at the time, Andy happened to have these, uh, the, he called them moon boots, though the moon boots that were popular with children at the time were much different than these. These were more silver rain boots, uh, uh, the rain boots that were kind of a silvery gray color with a little bit of a gaiter or something around at the top uh, to keep uh, snow from falling into them. And I don't, you know, I can't see into Andy's shoes, but I know that, uh, uh, you know, maybe you, you needed to wear socks. I don't know if they were necessarily insulated, these boots, or maybe they were. We don't know. We can't, we don't, we can't know all things. We just know that at least his feet weren't going to be sopping wet uh, as he headed off into the woods. Because at first, my first thing was, well, oh, that's a bad idea, you know, with all this wetness. Yeah, uh, but Andy didn't care, and he headed into the woods, and at the edge of the woods uh, was a stone wall, and the stone wall kind of marked a demarcation of property lines or something, and the stone wall was just a few steps after you stepped into the tree line at the edge of the woods, and it was a good place to stand, you know, two or three feet above the earth, and the stone wall wonder when it was built, uh how long ago is a crumbling stone wall, not a functional stone wall. Uh, you know, and it's children around Andy's age, which I'm not, you know, I'm not a expert in it. I'd say somewhere between the age of uh one and twelve. Uh though guessing like fourth or fifth grade age, which I guess is between two and twelve, uh Standing there, looking into the woods, uh, and the air—the che- cheeks and Andy very, very pink because of the the ex. You know, it wasn't it was warm, but it was also cool. And stepping into that tree line, uh, the air got a little bit cooler because you're no longer in the sun. And Andy wondered what kind of adventure they were going to have uh, here in the woods today. You might say all alone, but oh no, Uh, you know, was it going to be, you know, something with revolution or farming or space or some sort of other adventure? for some reason, Andy's right hand found his way. Into his right pocket. And there was something in there, uh, something uh, fuzzy, something uh, like a piece of yarn. And at first, Andy uh, ran it between the finger, the forefinger, and the thumb and said, Oh boy, what is this? What is this, a piece of yarn? And, and then it said, Hey, bub. And he said, what the, what did, did somebody say that? And out of his pocket, he pulled something that looked like a piece of yarn, but then it looked up at him and it didn't quite look like the, the, the there's I think a character that sometimes appears on Sesame Street, or one of those shows, uh, but it did a little bit remind Andy of a much smaller and unicolor version of that, uh though it could have also been a piece of the shag carpet, a brown shag carpet that uh you know punctuated most of his uh, home where he lived. But it was a little bit longer and it had some personality. It had a set of eyes that were also br- you know shades of brown. And it looked at him and uh, said, "Hey, bub, uh, you mind?" And Andy said, uh, Sorry about that. I thought you were just a piece of yarn. And uh, the being said, Do I look like a piece of yarn? And Andy said, As a matter of fact, you do, or a piece of sh- the carpet. He uh. said, Well, I'm not. And then Andy said, Well, who are you? What are you? He said, I'm Woolworm. And he said, uh, Well, that's interesting. Woolworm, eh? And the Woolworm said, Yep, yeah, that's what I said. And he said, "Well, I'm Andy. Unless you've been, if you've been listening along, you probably got that part down." And Woolworm said, "Yeah, I did. I heard it. He was like, uh, if we could just, we could, we could assume I know your name from now on, uh, moving forward." Okay, I got that, and I guess I'll switch. Uh, I'll talk directly to you, Woolworm. Sorry about that. uh. I was just coming into the woods, uh, to, uh, like, I don't normally use this word, but, uh, I was going to frolic around a little bit, uh, would you like to join me? And, uh, Worm said, no. And Andy said, what were you, what were you doing in my pocket anyway? Worm said, well, well I was sleeping until you woke me up, uh. Well, do you, do you live in my pocket? And Woolworm said, no, 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 no. I was, well, I mean, I was resting in there, I crawled in there uh, because I was looking for something. Uh, w- oh, yeah, what were you looking for? Well, I lost something, as a matter of fact, and I was trying to find it, uh, and I couldn't find it in there. And then I was so, like, I, I've been looking everywhere, Oh, well, what'd you lose? Oh, my lucky Denver Mint. That's what I lost. Your lucky Denver Mint. That's what you lost. Right, kid. You know, okay, well, maybe I could help you find it. Did you lose it? Where'd you lose it? I'm trying, kid. I'm trying not to sigh because I don't actually, like, I'm not a, I'm just a woolworm. I don't actually have lungs to sigh with. What do you what do you use without? What do you mean? You don't you can't sigh. If I did, it's all we'd be doing right now. Oh, so okay. So you lost your? I'd love to help you find your lucky Denver mint. Could you tell me how you came to lose it? Yeah. It was my, it was the one thing I treasured for, you know, once upon a time, I know I don't, you, we gotta, I'd rather find my mint and tell you my entire history, kid, but, uh, I lived in a woolworm world and I lived a woolworm life. Uh, it was a dream and it, it was, it was, it was a treasure, but then, uh, they they say like they every, everybody there's all these things people say and one of them is when you become a you come a you get older you got to strike out every woolworm has to strike out on their own and I didn't really want to do that I I said I like it here in the woolworm world in the woolworm life uh, it's my thing and they said you could come back you know after you head out and learn the ways of the world. And they said, "Can I just learn, uh, like, enjoy the ways of the wo- wo- woolworm world?" And they said, "Well, we have this population thing. To be honest, woolworm, and uh, this is the way we've solved it. it is uh, you go off, it's just, it's just how it works. Uh, works for everybody. Well, it, it doesn't sound like it's working great for me. Uh, but my, you know, my, my my the village that helped raise me, they knew me well." And they said, I tell you what, we got something special for you. And I said, really? And they said, something really special. And I said, really? And they said, something multi-useful for your adventure. And, uh, they, like, now, now you might not believe this, but we learn to read things in your world. Because uh, woolworm worlds, you know, part of your world, just a part of the world you don't notice. And they gave it to me, and it was a small container, a little bit bigger than me, actually big enough that I could fit in it and fit my stuff in it. Uh, and across the top it said, Lucky Denver Mint. Uh, and it, you could pop it open. You know, for me, it took a little bit of shifting, with my, you know, by body, uh, And I could get in there, I could go to sleep. I also kept, you know, my things, my personal items. But, you know, my Lucky Denver Mint was my main thing. I could also move underneath it. You know, we're a bit like ants. We could carry a lot more than you'd think. So I could, and I could get pretty flat underneath here. So it was also like a bit of camouflage. I said, well, that's just a mint container there. And... So you get what I'm saying? It was my house. It was my backpack. It was my, you know, my car, whatever those things, you know, like a shell. I get it. I get it. That sounds, uh, so they gave that to you. Yeah. And then I, how could I say no? I said, wow, we, this is the bit greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. It wasn't like this was a traditional thing, or maybe kids don't talk about it in my world. But I was, my, I said, well, now I feel comfortable going out in the world. I have uh, a safe place. I have something that's, I feel lucky, uh, and I don't know. I just identified it. Like, look at the, well, I guess I don't have it, but it had like a cool breeze moving across it. And any time I didn't feel so great uh, or I was tired, I would just tuck it away somewhere, open it up and crawl inside and, you know, I had some nice things to lie down on. And I'd just think about nice things and then I would drift off or I'd just wait uh, and then I'd go back to my life. Wow. So So you went off into the world, our world, I guess, will worm. Yeah, they said, go off and make it a movie script ending, Woolworm, because there's nothing people love uh, more than a movie script ending. I'm sorry, Woolworm, what's a movie script ending? Well, if we were a movie, the way it would end was with you uh, helping me, empowering me to find my own Lucky Denver Mint, and then I would probably... If completed my journey in your world, have a lesson in return to my world uh, with something from the outside to bring back to them that would help the woolworm world and maybe say, well, do, do we need, can we change or are we enhanced by this or what? Also, you would probably have something lesser because it would be my, you know, it's my story. That's what's important or no. Uh, so your ending would be related to my ending. Uh, kind of like you're on my coattails or something. So you would probably go back to your life, uh, knowing that uh, helping, you know, you'd know about the woolworms world, but you'd be secret, that secret knowledge would give you some sort of, probably you need confidence or self-esteem just by uh, eyeballing you. Or maybe getting outside, maybe those would help you get outside your comfort zone. I mean, I know it seems like you have friends, you're a likable kid, but, uh. So that would you'd return to your life with those things, and it would all that would be a movie script ending. Well, that sounds interesting, Woolworm. But what if we just help you find your? What if we just start out helping you find your mint? Because that other stuff, uh, I've I've I watch a lot of cart. I mean, I'm more familiar with cartoon sc- endings. Uh, I don't know what a script is necessarily. But cartoons end a lot of times that way, or sometimes, you know, the, the, the more like, uh, sometimes, and I don't know. I always think that's what's going to happen. and never does. Uh, what do you mean, kid? Well, I mean, okay. So there's this one, there's these other than cartoons. I watch these shows, uh, adults call them sitcoms and a lot of them are about, uh, uh, families and stuff, and uh, there's usually like some sort of family dynamic with three kids, and the kids don't really like each other, uh, and they're not always nice to each other. And then there's all these situations that happen, but in the end, everyone's happy. It never made any sense to me at all. And when I try to follow, the, like, like it kind of was like the myths of my world. I don't know what Woolworm World is like. But if I say, hey, if I give my siblings a hard time like Mike Seaver does, uh, maybe I'll be as cool as Mike Seaver is in his world. What's a Mike Seaver, kid? It's not important, Woolworm. I guess what's important is me helping you find the Denver Mint. uh, Lucky one. So where did you lose it? Well, that's the magic, kid. I was in this woods somewhere. You got to be kidding me. No, I mean, I thought it like, uh, I went in your pocket cause it was uh, like, I did want to see if a mint just happened to be in there. Cause I know you go in there all the time and that kind of like, so what happened was, uh, I got like, I don't know if you remember this. It might've been, I don't know. Cause I lost track of time, but I was lying in the snow. I'd been crawling around looking for my Denver mint, uh, and uh, you were coming through, and you stepped pretty close to me into the snow, and I rolled over, and I fell into your boots. Oof, not a pleasant memory, but, you know, we don't need to get into it. Uh, I don't know, what do, you, what, do you eat mainly a diet of cabbage or something? Uh, actually, I don't like cabbage at all. It reminds me of something. Okay, that I mean, uh, so... That's how I ended up at your house. Went went around and know that rug you're talking about, so it made it easy for me to hide. And the next thing I knew, uh, there I was, but uh, and I had to get back. So I was hoping I would get back here, but then I crawled in your pocket because uh, there there was like uh, people were sniffing around, your your animal friends, or whatever. Uh, so I kind of never meant to get back here, but it, it was uh, pretty cool that uh, I mean I did eventually. So in, somewhere in these woods. Okay, so you lost your lucky you meant somewhere in these woods. I mean, how would you lose it? Uh, like, how would you lose the most important? Like that way, I'm not saying. I guess I am. That's how everybody always asks me that question. Sorry about that, uh, woolworm. What I meant was uh, like. Uh, What happened and tell me the facts. But also, a lot of times people say, how'd you do, like, you know what I'm saying? That was like a loaded question. Like, how could you possibly manage to lose the most important thing to you? Wow, kid, that sounds loaded. Like, uh, yeah, it is just because it happens to me all the time. And then they don't say, oh, let me help you find it. They say, how'd you manage to do that? Uh, And I say, I don't know. Yeah, sounds tough, kid. So, oh, but back to my facts. So, what happened was, uh, I, I was here in the woods, uh, I wish, you know, carrying my thing, living in it. Uh, the winter came and I'd heard all about all these beings that like to take, uh, that like to, uh, uh, hibernate and things. So, like, I was really interested. In, uh, hibernating. So I thought I would come into these woods and hibernate, right? But here's the other thing is, uh, there was another woolworm or, you know, like, like another, my name's a woolworm and I'm a woolworm, but there was another woolworm named Rory uh, who had been watching me this whole time and I didn't know it, uh, but Rory didn't have a Lucky Denver mint, uh. And I guess Rory was had strong feelings about that, and said, "Well, if I get that lucky Denver mint, uh, I mean, I can understand that. I mean, I don't know what kind of like culture would send another woolworm out. like uh, maybe Rory. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's fair that Rory didn't have a lucky Denver mint, uh, but uh, uh, you know, also it was my lucky Denver mint." Interesting. So, what happened? Well, well, Rory, one day I heard a tap, tap, tapping when I was I tried hibernating. It was pretty great uh, because I'm wool. It was even better. You know, I'm a wool worm. So, I went to sleep. uh, I was sleeping sound, and then I heard this tap, tap, tapping. uh, And at first, I thought it was just water dripping, which has happened on and off uh, since my hibernation. But uh, then I realized that it was uh, like something else, somebody uh, trying to get my attention, right? And I said, oh, boy, like maybe I should open up my thing. So I said, oh, boy, I better open this up. Uh, And then I like uh, opened it up and there's another woolworm looking at me. And it said, hey, I'm Rory. Who are you? Welcome to the neighborhood. And I said, Are you, I, I, well, at first I was very tired, so I said, what? I said, you know, it took me a while. And then I said, oh, hey, uh, R- Rory, uh, uh, how you doing? Uh, good to meet you, and uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just waking up, sorry, I was hibernating. I, and Rory said, I don't realize woolworms hibernated. And I said, well, I, 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 do, uh, it looks comfy in there. Mind if I do, you know, I said, N- no, no, it's only like, it's just room for us. Uh. uh, and then Roy said, well, why don't you come out and say hi when you're ready? I'll just sit out here and wait for you. So I got it. You know, at first I said, oh, this is interesting. Another warm. I, at first I saw that it was a uh, great, uh, and you know, I got I got comfortable, woke up, uh, you know, made my bed because that's the thing you know a lot of people like to do. And then I was like, uh, "Hey, Rory, I'm out here. How are you doing?" I'm so I'm a woolworm. And Rory said, "Wow, woolworm, the woolworm. I'm just Rory the woolworm." And I said, "That's I said that's a pretty great name. Never met a Rory." And Rory said, I have met Woolworms, but, uh, uh, so you're out here on your own, huh? And I said, yeah, yeah, they sent me away, you know, to go on a great adventure. They said, don't come back to have a movie story ending or something. And I said, yeah. And Rory said, yeah, meaning if you, meaning less than that is not going to cut it. Uh, And I said, I know, right? It's so, uh. It kind of stinks, uh, and so we uh, we we kind of talked, and then Roy said, "Oh, let's go for a walk," and uh, I got you know we kind of spent some time together, uh, but you know something wasn't sitting right with me, uh, and I asked Roy like, "Roy, where do you live?" and Roy said, "Well, round." Uh, Sometimes, because I I didn't ask about the lack. I at least had the presence not to say, where's your Denver, like a Denver Mint? Uh, Also, they had told me it was special, but but, uh, I said, well, I wonder if they gave Rory something or what is it? You know, know, I I have some self-awareness. So then... Rory, uh, like, said, do you want to play this uh, fun game? And I said, well, what's a fun game? And uh, Rory said, uh, like, uh, it's called Seven. It's, the, the humans play it. They call it hide and seek. I, I call it Seven. And I said, okay, what is it? Uh, and Rory said, I count to Seven, and you come and I come and find you, or you come and find me. And I said, oh, yeah, I think I've heard of this. Uh, So we played it for a while. First time I hid in my tin and uh, Rory found me. The second time Rory hid under my tin and I found Rory. And then the third time I hid behind a tree, Rory eventually found me. Uh, Then Rory hid behind some rocks. uh, I eventually found Rory. Then the time after that, uh, I climbed up a tree and pretended I was a branch. uh, And Rory found me. And then, uh, then Rory tried to cover, like, dig into the snow and hide, uh, but wasn't fast enough. So I found Rory, which gave me the idea. Uh, to hide under the snow, like uh, dig in. But the, here's the thing. It was, uh, it was like, the t- you know, the time of the day changes, like from uh, day to dusk, and things get cold fast. Uh, so I burrowed under the snow, right? Uh, but then things uh, kind of got, the day started to get later. I had plenty of room. Like, it wasn't like, a, like a, you know, I know how to burrow. I burrowed before. You know, I've experimentally slept outside of my container, so I had plenty of space. It wasn't that that wasn't a concern. But then Rory was walking around looking for me, woe worm, Whoa, worm. And then Rory, I felt like Rory was patting the snow around me, like looking for me. And I was kind of giggling because I said, "Rory you can't find me." And like 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 uh, uh, like then. Uh, I, did, I heard Rory like going further off and I said, well, maybe I should tell Rory where I am. I, we didn't really, we found each other every single time. No one's ever won. So I'm not sure what to do because I'm winning. I didn't really define it like that. But since that time when I've watched you humans from inside your house uh, and then I didn't hear Rory any longer, then I, tried, I said, well, I better get out and find Rory because uh, Rory's going to wonder where I am. I hid so good. But then the snow was like, kind of started, had froze, uh, so I couldn't get out. Now, it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't a concern. Like It was like I had my own little uh, like cabin down there. So I was comfortable. I was just worried. Like, I said, well, I just made a friend. Rory's going to wonder where I am. Eventually, I fell asleep because uh, it was so cozy, and I didn't wake up till the next day, like when the sun was already warming the snow, and some snow sort of dripped on me. And then I, you know, pushed out, and I said, "Huh?" And then I said, "Rory, Rory." And then I went back, looked around, followed all our foot, our like, you know, our, our slide marks. Uh, no sign of Rory anywhere. And I was like, "Oh man, what am I gonna do? Rory's gonna be so upset with me." Uh, but it was also like, uh, part of me knew uh, uh, that uh, something else was up. So then I went back to where I left to my, you know, Denver mints because I knew it was by that tree that didn't have any leaves. Uh, they kind of like, and then not far from the tree where I pretended I hit a branch, I you know, I had it in a specific spot right then. Cause it's a spot I chose to hibernate and my, you know, my lucky Denver mint was gone. And I said, Oh no, like my lucky Denver mint is gone. I could see where, uh, Rory's path went. So I started to follow that all morning or, you know, midday, uh, till the afternoon when it kind of felt like I was just so like Rory had made like some spirals yeah, uh, but eventually there was like this place not that far from here where there's a lot of trees, and Rory went up a tree, and then I couldn't find so I was calling for Rory, and then like this afternoon's m- m- malady came, you know, it was like I was down and uh, uh like like heart I guess heartbroken because my lucky Denver mint was gone. And that was it, and then that's when I met your boot, uh, not that long after that. Uh, so that's what happened. Wow, that's quite a tale, Woolworm. I'm sorry that happened to you, and I would love to help you. Okay, well, how do you think you're going to help me? Well, here's what I do. when I, I come to these woods when I have these kind of problems, so to be honest with you, Woolworm, And we'll start walking, why don't you you stay stay hanging with me, like I'll carry you, like you carried your lucky Denver mint, uh, and kind of like drive on to me, like like we'll go together, and you guide me towards where those trees are, and while we go, I think we'll find something with this, uh, I'll think of something, think of something like what? I don't know yet, uh, the, you know, the, the water's melting and, uh, was, so we walked, uh, uh, like, uh, and I kept an eye out, but most of the time, we was kind of doubtful, you know, are we going to, how are we going to figure this out? What are we going to do? Uh, and we, we passed like, uh, like the, the place where there's like, uh, Bit of a culvert that forms a pond from when when things really start to melt uh, and kind of everything in the woods that could be swept away by water ends up there in the spring and then the summer it dries out and you see all the whatever got dropped in the woods which like that was light enough to flow down there and it's always like something strange uh And I kind of was like, well, we'll see if anything's flowing in there. I know it's not spring yet. Uh, And lo and behold, as we got to the trail uh, where the hills come down into this little gully and eventually goes and flows down to this little temporary pond, there was a box, uh, and it was a saggy, saggy box. And I said, well, let's see what this is over here, a little worm. And it was a a box of, uh, like, uh, it was uh, from a, it was a non-well-known brand. It was called Pot Top Stuffing Mix. And I see the box, like, as soon as I touched it, the cardboard, the paperboard kind of fell away. But inside was an airtight bag, a plastic bag. Woolworm said, what's that? And I said, this is stuffing. And, I, you know, I didn't want to use your time, but, Woolworm, but explain to you what stuffing is. But uh, it, uh, it, I said, it's kind of hard to explain. Uh, but so don't worry about it because it's a, but I said, I'll figure, this is what, exactly what we need. And, uh, and uh, Woolworm said, w- what are you, and I said, don't worry, you just lie low. I want you to hide uh, in in this, like in my jacket here, under my, like these are called lapels. I don't know what they are, but that's what people call them. And I want you to lie low because and just keep guiding me. And so eventually Woolworm guided me to the area where there was a lot of trees, where uh, Rory was last seen. And I said, oh, boy, can't believe I found this bag of stuffing. I'm going to take you. I'll take you everywhere. This is like a dream come true. If only I had a friend to, to share it with. Uh, and uh, I said, "I like, uh, then I laughed. And I said, ha, ha, ha. Can't believe that foolish woolworm gave me up something so valuable. Uh, the most valuable comfort, I guess there's a wool world of woolworms and, uh, that must be the, like the easiest woolworm to fool in that world. We had some good conversations and taught me that game of seven, but then I got that stuffing that woolworm had hidden away. So secret. Uh, can't believe this is the most valuable thing. You don't even get to find out about it till you return. I guess it's the most comforting thing in the world, uh, that world stuffing, eh? I think I'm going to prepare it now. What kind of board, though? I wish I wasn't alone. Or uh, there's, It seems like there's more of it than I even need. That's the wild thing. And, uh, well, I guess I'll just prepare it. Uh, let me see here. I got the snow, so I'll have to warm some of the snow. And then I get the stuffing ready. And, uh, like, uh, eventually, I said, don't make sound, Will Worm, you know, I'm, I'm good at this. Uh, and I was sitting there, and eventually, you know I'm saying, but just talking to myself, blah, 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 you know, stuffing the stuffing, bada bada buffing. And uh, then the next thing you know, I know is, hey, hey, bub. I said, Woolworms, is that you? Sorry, I took your stuffing. I, I, uh, but, you, you know, you shouldn't have told me where you hid it, I guess. Uh, it too, uh, like, uh, But, um, yeah, I apologize, but it's, you know, finders keepers. And that person did not say, they said, I'm a Woolworm, but not that Woolworm. And I said, oh, phew. I, I said, sorry, I, I'm not against, you know, I'm not into tricking all Woolworms. Just this one. And actually, I traded that woolworm, like, uh, I got this stuffing from a woolworm. You, You, uh, okay with that? And the woolworm said, maybe. And I said, what's your name? And the woolworm said, Rory. And I said, wow, so you must know about this stuffing, huh? And Rory gave me a knowing, fake look, uh, pretending like Rory was, oh, yeah, that's the most comforting stuff in our world, uh, Had my but I've had my fill of stuffing, and I said, "Oh, okay. Well, um, that's that's interesting." I said, "I'm gonna get it prepared now." You know, I read the secret scroll scroll preparing, and then it disappeared. And Rory said, "Oh yeah, that secret scroll scroll preparing." And I said, "Look at this stuff." And I had had a handful of stuffing. And I said, "Doesn't look very comfortable or an- anything." This is the magic dust uh, that gives it a comforting scent uh, and f- flavor. They say. And these are the be- This is the comforting b- bed that becomes congealed. But Rory was already congealed. Uh, but yeah, and I said, it "Doesn't look very g- good right now." That's why you need the magical recipe. I said, do you want to help? And Rory said, yeah, well. And uh, Rory said, I don't know. And I said, oh, yeah, but you probably don't. You probably had your fill, like you said. Uh, plus, this is my stuffing. And, I, you know, I am like a, I do believe in whatever the, you know, I was raised in under the, like, military-industrial complex. So, you know, I don't just give away stuff. No offense, Rory. You know, I barely know you. I can't just give you some stuffing. And Roy said, understood. I don't think I'm interested anyway. I said, okay. So, yeah, I said, you see, I'm warming this water in my hands. Uh, and then I said, scooby, scooby-doo. And I poured the water over the stuffing. And magically, eventually, you know, it started to soften and congeal. And I started to make stuff a stuffing ball in my hand and touch it, and I just put the right amount of water in, so it was, like, soft but not a dripping wet. And Rory was uh, totally, like, uh, and I said, man, do you want to touch it, Rory? And Rory touched it, and it was just the right, so you could push it down, and it would pop back up the top pieces of stuffing. And Rory said, wow, you got a lot of that stuffing, huh? I said, yeah. And Rory said, what are you going to do with it? I said, I don't know. I said, uh, if you're interested, we could share it. Uh, Rory said, how? I said, well, you could get in there. I said, "Like, but I'd have to, do you got anything to trade? And Rory said, well, what do you mean get in there? I said, well, I was going to put it in my pockets. I don't know. I just wondered, uh, it's like how it feels in my hands. I wonder how it would feel in my pockets. And that was real. I mean, it wasn't a trick, uh, that part of it for Rory. And Roy said, Huh they said you wanna to touch it again and think about do you have anything to trade? And Roy touched it again and released that heady scent of uh uh like whatever uh thyme and turkey and parsley and chicken broth, uh and Roy said, Well I got one thing, it's not that great and I uh 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 and then they said, well, bring it back and show it to me. Uh, maybe Rory tried to oversell it. I can't remember. And Rory came back with a mint container, Denver, Lucky Denver Mint. Uh, the mint, you know, in my world, the mint's so large, only one fits in a container, the Lucky Denver Mint. Uh, you know, looks like a coin. It's a gigantic uh, and I popped open the, the thing and I saw, I said, well, like, oh, you got a little bed in here, huh? And I said, this is pretty nice. I said, I'll tell you what, I'll trade, uh, I'll trade you all. I, I said, I'll give you the stuffing if I can stuff it in my pocket if, for this mint and if I can stuff it in my pockets. And then Roy said, what's a pocket? We kind of conversed about that. I said, you could probably go to my house and uh, crawl around And Rory said, great. And I said, well, this is actually works out. Work out for Rory. Work out for Woolworm. And I said, okay, Rory. And then we actually just started making, uh, I put my, um, in my upper coat chest pocket, I put the Lucky Mint thing in there. Woolworm climbed down there, of course. Uh, Me and Rory, I said, just like a game of seven, you could hide in here, Lucky or Rory. And Roy said, Yeah, I feel lucky. Uh, and then we made it. Uh, we actually made four stuffing balls, or I did. And then Roy said, Can I see what it looks like to put it in your pockets so first? I said, Okay, this is my favorite pocket, my right pocket. So first I put some in my back pocket. And I said, You probably don't want to go back in there because it took a lot to stuff a stuffing ball in there. But Rory and I had a laugh because I smacked my butt and the stuffing exploded. It then. I put another stuffing ball in there, in my other back pocket. I say I said we will smash that one later. Then I put one in my left pocket, and it, it like it, it warmed to my skin's touch. And I started singing, "You know I got a pocket full of stuffing tonight," uh, uh, which was a popular song at the time. And I said, "Roy, climb in," and Roy climbed in. And got in my pocket, uh, and I guess I didn't notice a couple things. One that there was a gathering of uh, crows or ravens or something. Uh, Or I didn't. What I did notice it was time for me to get home for dinner, and that uh, I guess I didn't think about the consequences of having my pockets full of stuffing
1: uh,
0: when I got home for dinner. And then I said, Rory, can you hear me? And Rory said, okay. and then I had to dig a hole in the stuffing in my pocket. And then I said, okay, you can't hear me in there, huh, Rory? Rory said, no. And I said, okay, okay. And I said, okay, Rory. Uh, and I said, maybe, like, we might not make it all the way to my house, but you'll keep all the stuffing. And I said, don't worry. Rory said, this is the best. It feels so good in here. It was worth it. Uh. And uh, like you know the trade, and I said okay, cool, because I said this is more of a temporal experience probably. And Roy said that's fine. I've never been happier in my life. And then I put the stuff restuffed Rory, and then I said, hey, Wolfram, you're free. Here's your lucky Denver mint. Uh. And Wolfram said, wow, I'm. I don't know if I. This isn't a movie story ending exactly for me. But it feels like a new beginning. And I said, don't trust any woolworms until you get to know them, uh, woolworm. And maybe I'll see you in the woods. And woolworm said, that'd be nice. Maybe we could be friends. And I said, yeah, let's let's meet up again soon. And we picked a secret spot. And uh, woolworm went back and said, I'm going to hibernate some more. And then I headed home. And then as I started heading home, I realized the birds were following me, which at first I thought was cool. Uh, and then I realized, uh, that my pockets were sopping wet with, uh, stuffing. And I started to think about what my dad would do if he saw uh, pockets full of stuffing. So then I started like, uh, trying to get the one pocket that was already smashed, emptied out my butt, one of my butt pockets. And then the birds started eating that. And once they ate the stuffing, they realized that I was covered in stuffing and started dive bombing my be- behind and I was running and the birds were diving and, and then they were packing my bottom and I was yelling. I don't think woolworm could hear anything, which was for the best, you know, not all his tail. Now, woolworm was actually not, it was made of wool. So the story does have a code too or whatever you call that. So, uh, eventually I ran towards the street, like towards the street that goes home, not into the street, just towards it, out of the woods, through people's backyards, uh, trying to rip all stuffing out and avoid the birds. And then I fell on my bottom, uh, to defend, to, to defend my bottom against the birds. And then the birds were kind of swarming around me. And th- that's when my, when they were diving for my other, I was trying to get my pockets emptied and then my father came Home from work, he was driving or walking, no, he was walking from the bus, uh, and he shooed the birds away and that's when, you know, and I was a little over, you know, overwhelmed, uh, so it's okay, it's okay. Like, uh, got the birds away, got me calmed down. I said, I just want to go home. I don't want to talk about why my pockets, please don't give me any consequences either. And that was when I went home. As we were walking after I was calm, I realized that uh, my pockets were mostly empty to the stuffing, including the stuffing that Rory was in. And what happened was the birds, you know, did take, like, Rory's stuffing, it consumed most of it. But then they, the birds were wise enough uh, to realize that Rory, to them, Rory was also wise enough to play, like, uh, not, not moving around. And the birds thought Rory was just a piece of wool. And Rory has a whole other famous tale because then eventually Rory learned Rory's lesson. Rory would live in birds' nests for years. And Rory became the bird egg whisperer uh, and lived happily, pretty much happily ever after. Uh, so that's a ta- that's like the tale, the pocket full of stuffing. One of the f- more famous tales of uh, that happened once upon a time. Uh, Good night.